Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 12 of the Foyne Jones Show. Today's episode's really special. We're going to be talking mental health and well-being. And James Capellabra from Stress Matters has travelled down. He's in Brighton and he's in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We're back in the studio, Sussex by the Sea. This is episode 12 of season six of the Foyne Jones Show. And this time, we are inspiring our stars of the future. And today's episode is a special one because we're recording after Mental Health Awareness Week. And I think that's poignant in itself because mental health and mental health awareness, it shouldn't just be one week a year. It should be something that we are all aware of especially fellas, but something we all take a little bit more interest in and rather than just talk a good game, we really make this part of our DNA and everything we do. And I've got two guests in the studio today. Charlie's here as always, back from the surf, mate. You thought you having Too fun? right, mate. Oh, I had a great time. I'm feeling, yeah. feeling refreshed, feeling at what, good. At what point can we bring in the new Premier League champions not being Arsenal? Um, whenever you want, boss. You yeah. Have a boss, mate, whenever you want. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 move back to subjects. All right. So, Charlie, welcome back from Portugal. Great to be in the studio with you with you again. We have got a guest with us today. We've got two guests, but I'll focus on the first guest, James. James is with us today. James Capellabra. James's story is inspirational. So welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me, Peter. We got to know each other almost, you know, when the world was a very different place at the very beginning <laughs> of the pandemic, the very beginning of COVID. And I promised him, I said, I love what you're doing as, as our relationship develops. Anything I can do to support you, I will do. I've been I've been walking, talking. I've had walk and talk meetings with your missus. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember them doing <laughs> laughing yoga, you know, back on the COVID walks along yeah. the river with the dogs. But what you and your company, Stress Matters, does for your clients, my industry, and people that are impacted in lots of different ways is something which should be celebrated. So welcome to the show, and we're going we're gonna to feature on you heavily and your story. But sitting alongside you, we've got a podcast debut for young Finn. How are you, Finn? I'm all right, you. Say hello to mum in that camera. Hello, mum. All right, so we rescued Finn from a work experience placement he wasn't that excited about. And I'd like to say, Charlie, we're giving him a good time at Foyne Jones. You probably have to talk to him off air to see whether it is it is or what it is. But he's got his friends with the dogs. We were playing ping pong yesterday, and he's learning how to write a CV, and he's learning how to apply from jobs. Finn, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about your love of Brighton Hove Albion. And we're going to get you involved in the show. So, looking forward to it? Yeah. Good man. Good man. Very confident lad he is. Very confident. And you've got to like that in some way. James, obviously... Thank you for coming down today. Thanks for having me. I mean, I mean, it's like a celebrity when you roll in downstairs. You're getting, you're getting stopped in the corridor, aren't you, Charlie? Oh my God, it's James. Great to see you again. But you've been on, you've been on a journey here today, and that's yes, it's took you to the seaside and it's took you to the studio. But it's been quite emotional for you. Mm. And, and I think to set the scene for our listeners, we should just focus on who you are why you're doing what you're doing, and where that come from. Because when you first shared that with me, you were very open, you were very humble, you are very honest. And I'm like, wow, that's powerful. That's someone I can work with. So over to you, mate. Welcome to the show and tell us, what, tell us everything. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, happy to do so. So um, i the mental health program lead at Stress Matters. So I look after all of the training and programs that we do around mental health. And uh, yeah, the way that I kind of 
got to do this role is is through my own experience of recovery from uh, from poor mental health. So um, yeah, essentially, I kind of going going back to the beginning, I suppose. Uh, I did the thing that a lot of people do, go to university, get a degree, left, didn't really know what you wanted to do, that sort of thing. Um, and um, I kind of, like a lot of people in the KBB industry do, I sort of just fell into it, really. Uh, it was it, it was an opportunity to, to work for a, uh, a kitchen showroom, so I did that. And then I, I kind of always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to set up my business, uh, set up a business at some point. And I got the opportunity to uh, to rescue a failing um, worktop fabrication business at the time. So I I took that opportunity, started this business, um, grew it into a really successful business, and it's still going now. Um, but that journey, I now know, looking back at it, was not my journey aligned to my values. It wasn't the thing that I was supposed to do. I mean, it kind of is because I did it. So, you know, it, it ended up having to be part of my story, right? But what I realized was that I was I made decisions along the way to satisfy other people. I made decisions because it was what I thought I should do. I was going along with my peers or my parents or, you know, what I thought society wanted from me rather than what I wanted for myself. And that ultimately led me to starting to start to experience uh, signs and symptoms of anxiety, of depression. At the time, I didn't know it. You know, mm. I was just kind of going along, doing my thing, had a great business, earning decent money, bought a house, go on holidays. You know, so I kind of had this, these feelings of, of guilt, really, of shame of like, how can I feel this way about this life? Because it's a lot better than a lot of other people's, you know. You've got nothing, you, know, you, you shouldn't feel um, depressed or anxious. You shouldn't be feeling these things. So because of that, I, I couldn't admit to myself, let alone anybody else, that there, that there was something going on. And of course, like all these things, that just gets worse and worse if you don't address it to the point where I couldn't get out of bed in the morning, where I was drinking every day, where I was putting on loads of weight, where I was snapping at people, started to impact my relationships at work, my relationships outside of work. And for me, things had to get pretty bad. It got to the point where um, I started experiencing suicidal thoughts. And and it was only at that point that I realised that uh, this can't go on, that something has mm. to change, something has to uh, has to happen to uh, to stop feeling this way. And it was only at that point where I felt like I could reach out, get the help and support I needed. And so at that point, I decided to exit my business. Didn't know what I was going to do next, but I knew that that was the most important thing to me at that time. Um, and uh, I took some time to focus on myself, to focus on my recovery. And it was through that journey of recovery that I realised... Um, actually, I was really passionate about mental health, like kind of working out what had happened to me and how I had used that experience to turn things around and to learn from it, to build my own resilience and improve my own mental health and overall well-being. Um, and my experience with business, particularly initially in the KBB industry, I realised actually... Which is an industry we love. Absolutely. James Recruitment Group and an industry yeah. we love on the Foyne Jones show. Of course, of course. James, James, I mean, carry on, but thank you for being so honest. You oh, know, these, you're, you're sharing, You're sharing some intimate feelings here and some yeah. intimate thoughts and that's, if anything, the, the most powerful message we can put across from this episode is mm. that 
it's okay to not feel okay. Absolutely. You know, sorry, Finn, I'm going to swear. But you, it's all right to feel shit. Yeah. You know, there, there are days when we all feel bad. And, you know, I'll, I'll give some examples of that myself. But I think to have a guest on who's who's open and as honest as you are about that, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's not brilliant you went through that, but mm. it's, it's inspiring to hear. And that's so important for others. So back, back to you, James. I just wanted yeah. to say thank you for well, that. No, you, you, you're welcome. It's... it's um, I, f- I think it's a privilege to be able to tell that story now. Mm. Um, and I actually, I'm, I'm kind of at the stage now where I look back at, at what happened and I can actually be grateful for it now rather than look back at it and, th- and wish it mm. hadn't happened. Because if, if none of that had happened, then I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be sat here talking to you now. I wouldn't be working in, in a place in an industry um, and, and in an area where I can make the positive impacts that I make uh, and and. You know, be working at an organisation where we do such amazing things. So um, I can now be grateful for that. And and, that, and that's kind of... It's, it's, you're never, when you're in that situation, going to be thinking that, oh, yeah, one day I'll look back at this and, and be grateful for it. You, you don't. But um, but it does happen. You know, mm. it does happen. It can happen. Uh, and, and that's what I wanted to kind of take my experience, work at a, a, an organisation where I can help businesses to improve the well-being of their people because ultimately a lot of people's well-being gets um a lot of people's well-being starts to diminish because of work okay stress at work that's where a lot of it starts and if we're able to address that then we can prevent a lot of mental health problems from happening in the first place mm-hmm. it's not it's not a magic wand that you're always you know you're going to be able to get rid of it, all of it of course not but I, that's where I realised I could add it's value. It's really powerful just to have the conversation. You know, we're mm. we're four four males all talking about it, and mm. you know, for so long, mental health people think addiction. They 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 think different forms of addiction, whether it's drug, whether it's drink, whether it's gambling, whether it's whatever it will be, and that that isn't that isn't it. I I learned so much through through the charity work I did, and. I remember when we were raising a lot of money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably, which principal purpose is to reduce male suicide. And we walked, Finn, this one for you, we walked from Craven Cottage, uh, home, spiritual home of football, as you know, Fulham Football Club, <laughs> and we walked all the way to St Andrews in Birmingham. It was the last game of the season. Fulham were pushing for the playoffs, almost automatic promotion, but more importantly, we walked uh, four and a half marathons in three and a half days. Mm-hmm. And on that journey, we got a lot of TV coverage, we got a lot, 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 lot of momentum was building, so there were some big numbers being raised. But, James, I'd get like a personal message on LinkedIn from someone who'd lost their father, someone who'd lost their wife, someone who'd lost their brother, you know, mm-hmm. keep doing what you guys are doing. It's, you know, this message needs to be out there. And I'm like, why are you thanking me? I'm just walking. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm here. But having personally seen the effect of someone very close to me um, choosing that, that route of suicide and then seeing the impact it had on everyone left behind is something I take really seriously. And mm. I think a guest like yourself, it's... That's that end of it, and you know, to say say you were there, you work back, and you focus something there about about the workplace. I speak to so many people who are unhappy at work. Yeah. Um, they're stressed. They're being micromanaged. It's having a negative effect on them, or they're not being managed, and they're not feeling recognised. And mm. and you see so many. I see so many different examples through my recruitment business of of situations where. If some support was given, if some education was given, if some compassion and kindness was shown, you'll probably see that individual fly, absolutely fly. Yeah. Some cultures don't allow it. 
Some targets don't allow it. Some managers, just for whatever reason, I, I don't believe a manager gets up in the morning and says, right, do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to upset all of my staff. I, I genuinely no, don't no, believe they do. No, no. But it happens, and mm. you see the repercussions of it. Stress matters. Your business is educated, isn't it? You, you, mm. are, you are going into workplaces, you're going into organisations, you're working with individuals. Yeah. And is it making a difference? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, everything that we do comes from the position of impact. Yeah. So last year we certified as a B Corp and um, we take that very seriously. I mean, I want to take my hat off to that because that, that, that's no easy process. No, no, certainly not. Do you know what? I'm not going to take the, uh, the credit for that. It was, it was Laura who, who guided Laura. us through, uh, through all of that and she, she manages all of that and it's, it's, a, it's a hard, hard um, job to manage um, even for a, you know, a, a, a relatively small business like us. Do you, like do you remember Callum who worked for me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Callum's gone to great things. His dad's a close, close friend of mine mm-hmm. and his business have, have achieved that and, and I know what he had to, Again, another yeah. small business, what they had to commit to to yeah. get there. Oh, yeah. But it's a fantastic uh, network and community to be part of. And, and I think what it, what it means is that it's in our DNA that we positively impact people mm. and planet. And we yes, we make a profit, yeah? But, that, and, but it's not that we are kind of doing these things on the side. It's not like, right, we're a profit-making business and we kind of pay lip service to these other things. Mm. All three things are equally as important to us. It's, it's in our DNA. Um, it's even it kind of has to be rewritten into your articles of association and all of that kind of stuff. We've got an advisory board that keeps us accountable to achieving that. But what that means is that when we go into organisations, when we, st- when we uh, start working with businesses, we don't just deliver what they think they want from us. You know, they quite often people say, right, we want this training or we, we want this, that and the other. And we kind of say, OK, why do you think that? Mm. Oh, well, because we've got this problem. Why do you think you've got that problem? Oh, well, because that's what we think. OK, where's the data? Where's the insights? Where's the information? So we, we, we get the businesses that we work with to kind of take a step back and actually look at the insights first of all. What is actually happening in the business? What needs to change? Then we can target the support appropriately because so many businesses just jump straight into the support oh we need some mental health first aiders or we need to put some training on about this that and the other um and that just ends up being a tick box activity yeah it's great to show that right you had a problem with i don't know conflict Mm. and you've put on a conflict management workshop excellent but how are you stopping that from happening again in the future Mm. so it's more about understanding what the systemic problems are in the culture, in in the whole kind of DNA of the business, and then working with us on an ongoing basis to make the cultural change that you need to deliver training, coaching, whatever it might be uh, that's needed to to make an impact. That's ultimately what we help businesses do. And, and for me, I think it's it's something which I I, I look at what you offer, <clears throat> and I think right now. You know, not just the KBB industry, but but I recruit in the builders merchant industry, I recruit in the construction industry, I recruit in trade, design. All, all of the clients and businesses and markets which we penetrate, <coughs> excuse me, I think there's a need um, mm-hmm. to, for, for people to be more aware, for people to be more mindful. But I do have this fear, James, and I'm going to say this fear publicly, so, you know, I'm, not, I'm never shy of being controversial. You said a word which I, I want to bring back up. You used the word lip service. Yeah. And I believe that there are certain times a year when, you know, we, we, we see the industry, the market, the influencers, 
pay lip service mm-hmm. to certain to certain areas, and I believe Mental Health Awareness Week is one of those. Absolutely, for yeah. one one fifty for, for for one week, it's on the top of everyone's agenda. Yeah. For the other fifty one weeks, is it? Mm. And that, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do, you. do you think that conversation is carrying on enough? Do you think it's mm. being heard? Do you think it's really impacting as hard as it could do? I think what we try to do with businesses to make sure that it's not just a tick box lip service mm. uh, activity is we actually show them how much money it's costing them doing nothing. Mm. So ultimately, let's be fair, Yeah, a lot of businesses think that they want to do well by their people and want to look after their people. And, and, and I think that is, is genuinely the case for a lot of businesses. But what it ultimately comes down to is money, right? So what we try to do at Stress Matters is show biz- businesses how much not looking after their people is currently costing them, mm. okay? How much it's costing them in absenteeism, in staff turnover, in lack of productivity, in mistakes being made, in not being able to attract the right talent, in low, and there are loads of other ways in which this, mm. this, costs, this costs money. And when we show them that, all of a sudden, they have this longer-term incentive yeah. It's almost to a light make, bulb moment yeah, from, a, from a leader or a business owner's exactly. perspective. And, and we, I mean, I, I look at, look at Foy and Jones, you know, we're, we're a relatively small, medium-sized business, but, but I try and give people flexibility. Mm-hmm. I, well, we do give them flexibility. We, we're proud of that. But equally as well, we're in a pressurised environment, okay? Yeah. So, so, you know, if you've got three people booked in for an interview and, and two of the three don't turn up, to me, that's like two daggers in the heart. You know, mm-hmm. I, still, I still, 20 years in, I still take it really personally. <laughs> and, and it happens to everyone in the yeah. recruitment space. Every, I that every business is hiring so I have to be really aware that how I react to that mm. impacts others and how we react as a business yeah you have to you have to deal with that and they they always talk about recruitment being a roller coaster of highs and lows but mm. I don't think we undervalue sometimes the emotional roller coaster of that and yeah as a business owner you probably have invested more into it and you care more but your team care as well they they want it. They, you know they turn up. They want to be successful. And and I think and I see examples of businesses that get it really right. I mm-hmm. see others that that believe that you know ping pong and beer and and some free food is is enough and that's irrelevant. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm saying that. Me and Finn were playing ping pong yesterday <laughs> on, on his work experience. Yeah. That's what we do. You know. Uh, who won, Finn? Uh, you. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> Charlie, still unbeaten, son. Yeah, just just put it. But but all joking aside, Finn, and I'm actually putting that into into perspective. If you look at it from an impact perspective, James, that's mm-hmm. going to get people to wake up to it. Yeah. Where 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 do you see the opportunity for the for the? Let's just take the KBB industry. Well, how can the KBB <clears throat> industry improve generically? So I think one of the things that the KBB industry has done very well over the past ten years or so is. Um, is physical well-being. Mm. Yeah, I think they've kind of cottoned on to, you know, uh, improving physical well-being quite well. Um, but I think when it comes to mental health and and the other kind of elements of well-being, uh, let's be fair, it, it's still behind. Yeah, uh, the KBB industry is is you've got to remember we're competing with industries now that are offering 
you know, unlimited holidays and uh, complete flexible working or complete remote working and all of these kind of things. And I think in the in the KBB industry, it's still very much a you no. Know, you have to be, you know, designers, for example. You you have to be in the showroom between nine and five or whatever it is. You have to see people face to face, and that's it. Um, and of course, every business is different, and the requirements of of of, of um, different people's um, clients and everything else is going to be different. But I think you've got to realise it's very easy just to go. Well, that's what's needed. Fine. Mm. But what you're doing when you think that way is you're ignoring the fact that you're trying to attract talent, and that talent has got other options in other industries. Mm. And if they can get better working conditions in other places, then why would they come and work for you? So I think in as an industry, KBB is needs to think a little bit more about how it can make um, working conditions, particularly around things like mental health um, and flexible working and all that kind of stuff, a little bit more than norm. Mm. Yeah, Thinking a bit more flexibly. Because it's those, it's those businesses that are thinking that way that are going to attract the talent that adds the most value and are going to be able to com- compete mm. the most. And those that don't will, Powerful you know, way. eventually... Yeah. end up having to do something else we, or we potentially need, not be here. We need to bottle this and, yeah. and, you know, and we can't inject it into people. We can't, we can't sheep dip it into people. We can't wave a magic wand. But the more individuals and companies and just, just everyone having these type of conversations will make a difference. I own a business which is results-led, right? So, mm-hmm. so we are at it. We have good days, bad days, some in the middle. But there has to be a time of regrouping. There has to be a time mm-hmm. of saying it will be okay and you have to carry on lifting people. And I think one of, one, one of the things I'm most proud of is that I want people to arrive at work happy. I want them to leave happy. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll deal with everything else. Mm. And, and we'll manage it as best we can. But I want to wrap the first half of this... Can you believe we're halfway? But I want to, no. wrap, the, I want to wrap the first half up, James, just yeah. by saying, you might not remember this, but, but I want to say thank you to you because there was a time in between lockdown one and lockdown two, and I did a lot. I gave a lot of my body, mind and soul to support others during yeah. lockdown one. Yeah. And... I, and um, I was uh, I had I didn't have COVID, but I was suspected to have COVID, and I was isolating in my downstairs, like, like there's a downstairs room by the garden, mm-hmm. and and no one was there, and I was there waiting for it because it was when the test took a long time to come back. And oh, I remember yeah. Yeah. I just had enough, you know, and I, and I was messaging people, and I was being moody, and and I can't remember we were talking about something completely different, and I was a bit short on my replies. And I think it was WhatsApp. It might have even been LinkedIn. Right? We messaged you, mm-hmm. and 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 you went, Peter, you, you don't. And you messaged me, you don't see myself, mate. You like, you okay? Mm-hmm. I went, no, I'm fucking not. You know, sorry to swear, but I, I went, no, I'm not. And you yeah. went, all right, what is it? And I went, oh, this has happened, that's happened. And you're like, okay, well, you know, just take it, bro. And I remember that, and I thought, wow, you know, you like, how you tell me? And I'm like, you didn't have to do that. And it, and it's amazing because that moment, I can't. Then the result came in, and it was negative, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife then booked to go out for dinner the following weekend. Then we did go into second lockdown, but it was on that dinner we came up with the idea of lockdown diaries. So ah. it was almost like, so. So it was almost like like a really amazing five days. But yeah. but you won't know what those messages, the impact it had on me. But I've never forgotten that. And I think that we can all recognise those signs. You can recognise someone who's normally up here, mm. perhaps being a bit short, perhaps being a bit moody, perhaps blanking you. You just you didn't do a lot. Well, you probably did more than you you, you would have seen there. But because you was asking a question you got me thinking and I 
kind of took a step back and realised I was just. I looked at the messages I was sending people, and I'm like, whoa. Like right. But it took it took me to come away from how I was feeling to look at that. Yeah. And then the test come back, and I, it was all okay anyway. But yeah. but it is, and I want to say thank you for that, James. I don't remember that. Do you remember that? Probably I, not. I, 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 do you know what? Now you say it, I do remember it, and um, I think it was. Well, we didn't know each other that well then, but you just went no. out your way. You said you don't see myself. Are you okay? Yeah. No, but it it, it shows the importance of of mental health first aid you yeah. know, kind of what I did there was recognise that you weren't yourself that, mm. that there was something not quite right and I don't think it you know it really matters whether it's someone that you know really well or not at all. I, I had a mental health first aid intervention with somebody who was having a psychotic episode. I didn't know who they were. This was only a couple of weeks ago mm. um, out in public. Most people would just walk past somebody like that. Um, but when you understand mental health first aid, you recognise this person's in distress. Fair play to you, man. you know, it's kind of like walking past someone who's broken their leg. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, but all of a sudden, if it's somebody who's crying on the street or having a psychotic episode, most people don't know how to deal with that and they just walk away. Fair play to you. Yeah, so I think it really shows the importance of of exactly I just, that. I just because wanted to, I wanted to end the first half of the show because that, in a very small way, made a difference to me. Uh, so I wanted to publicly say thank you. You're welcome. Sharing your story, it's a, it's a, the emotional side a pleasure of it, to be able to the help. opening side of it, fair play to you. And you know what a fan I am of the business that you and Laura do. So for me, get in touch with these people. They can make a difference. When we thank are you. back after the break, young Finn Charlie is going to come into the podcast. So we're going to get to know Finn. <laughs> we're going to talk about our stars of the future. And James, we're going to use the excellent work you've been doing as a spin-on from our redundancy support to give some advice to our next generation. Thank you very much for listening. Awesome. That's the first half of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport. It's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital. Welcome back to episode 12. That first half was powerful. James, top man. You know, yeah, it took me back to a place where, where you helped me. We've spoke about the amazing work Stress Matters is doing. Thank you. And do you know what? With Finn in the studio as well, it's as important to someone at 15 years of age as it is as someone who's nearly 49. Absolutely. That's me, James, yeah, yeah. by the way. Absolutely. I'm getting closer <laughs> to that 5-0. But, Finn, um, I'd like you to help me, OK, because despite yeah. his, Cal- his Calvin Phillips or Leeds United haircut, because that is a Leeds United <laughs> top knot, isn't it? James is not a football fan, OK? Shocking. So, we said we'd get you into the podcast. Just, just very quickly, t- tell James what Brighton have been up to this season, because you're a big Brighton fan. So, um, come on, mate. Yeah, so... Well, first European qualification in our history, really. Just, like, literally qualified for that last night. So, awesome. Yeah, brilliant season. Like, best in our history. Where, where did Brian so, finish? Uh, sixth. Sixth in the Premier League? Yeah. I, I was telling Finn on the drive here that Brighton are one of those few clubs which I've seen Fulham play in every division. So if we go old money, ah. one, two, three, four, James, so you can yeah, follow yeah. this, yeah? yeah? One is now the Premier League. <laughs> but I've seen Brighton and Fulham play each other home and away in the fourth division. No fans falling down stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Third division, second division, and now the Premier League. Wow. So, so both clubs have been on an amazing journey. Who's your favourite Brighton player? Uh, probably Evan Ferguson. Evan top, Ferguson, top striker. He's yeah. a young lad, yeah. and he? he's eighteen. Yeah. 
these are young lads. So doing it. Weekend. Did you go? Did you? And they didn't work out well because of the heartbreaker penalty shootouts. They might have needed you that day, James. You know they lost a <laughs> they lost a dramatic penalty shootout. Uh, did you go to Wembley? Oh uh, yeah, I did. Very upset. Tough journey home. Uh, yeah, just a bit. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair <laughs> enough. And just for James's benefit, there's a certain club, Charlie, in West London. Don't know who they are, but but they've beaten Brighton home and away this season. Who was that? Uh, Fulham definitely Fa- wasn't Chelsea. Thank, thank you, Phil. <laughs> thank you, Phil. It was Fulham. It definitely wasn't Chelsea. And your uh, where, where, where'd you go to school? Uh, Priory School in Lewis. Priory School in Lewis, and your year ten. What's your favourite subject? Uh, sports science. Sports science. There you go, James. Any advice for a bud in sports sciences? <sighs> Well, given that I didn't really play sports at school because <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd, uh, probably not, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got no advice. What we are doing for, for Fig is we like to do work experience differently. He's been looking after the Spaniels. He's been Excellent. playing ping pong. Yeah. He's, been, he's been answering the phones. I've been well impressed. He's been answering the phones. He's Good been work. getting involved in everything we've been doing. But as part of the job-seeking and career journey, mm-hmm. we're getting him to create a CV and apply for a job of his dreams and prepare for an interview for that job. What job are you applying for, Finn? Uh, assistant manager at Brighton. Yeah, and you've learned a new language skill to help you along the way, haven't uh, you? Yeah, uh, speak fluent Italian. Yeah, he's, 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 given, himself, <laughs> he's given himself fluent Italian because Brighton has got Italian manager. Okay. Uh, have you enjoyed yourself this week? Yeah. Didn't think you'd be in a podcast studio, did you, mate? Um, No. No, there you go. It's it's really, obviously, because Jody, Finn's mum, works with us. So, you know, Finn's a confident young lad and he's asking questions and he he gets involved. And and you can occasionally see mum going, oh, Finn, you know, know, that that parental (laughs) thing you don't lose. But you've been brilliant, mate. So, would you come back if we had you? Yeah. If I got paid next time. <laughs> <laughs> you might get paid this time, Finn. Are we still finished yet? <laughs> Where's your gone wrong with you for today, James? Where's your gone wrong with you for today? All about the money. It's all about the money. I'm only joking. You might, you, don't joke, mate. You might talk yourself into a little backhander from James on the way out. Mate, it's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah. We may well remunerate you for your services, so you may be okay. <laughs> but if not, you'll learn something and we will look after you Finn but I, I genuinely think Brighton are one of the better football clubs in, in the country in terms of the way they run their community in terms of the way they, they manage the club uh, like Fulham you're probably going to lose some players because yeah. they move on to different things and there's nothing we can do about that yep. but I wish you and Brighton all the best and we're talking the way home about yeah. about, 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 about some other opportunities <laughs> all right, on the way back to the office James um, Yes. Let's come away from football. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for carrying the football part. Yeah, the, uh... we've, got some, we've got to get some football <laughs> in. We've got to get some football in. Um, it's important, isn't it, with the younger generation, mental health, you know, being aware of it now, because of it's different to when we grew up. Mm. You know, when we grew up, you wanted to go on a date, you'd go and talk to someone in a bar. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a completely different world now with the, the, the messaging and, and the way social media, mainly social media is. That's dangerous for youngsters, isn't it? It's dangerous for mm. young generation. How what what you believe is true isn't true, and how it can make you feel and bullying takes on different ways. So, does that play a part in some of your workshops as well? Just just general social media awareness and how that can impact you. To be honest with you, because we focus more on workplace well-being, yeah. we we don't tend to focus too much on. Uh, on youth, mainly because we're not qualified, yeah. to be honest. Um, but we recognise that, and also we recognise the fact that um, more than three quarters of mental health problems actually start before the age of 18. Wow. They might not manifest themselves until you're yeah. older, but they start before the age of 18. And at, at Stress Matters, we realised that and kind of thought, well, we're not an expert in this, but how can we 
make an impact in that area. And, and that's why all of the charities that we get involved with and we support are always youth-based that's mental so health. so powerful, though, James. I, I look at things that were difficult in my childhood, you know, and cancer, the state, single parent. You know, there's lots of different different things I went through that were mm-hmm. tough, right? Not that tough because people love me, but they were tough, you know, not knowing my dad, never meeting my dad, you know, just different things like that that, that were there. Yeah. Um, and without a doubt, they have stayed with me. Of course. All, they don't go yeah. away, do they? Yeah, they shape you, yeah. Uh, they do shape you. So I just I just think it's fascinating mm. and, and genuinely it, I'm not in education, you know, I'm not there, but but there are certain subjects and certain topics which should feature more in mm. your journey growing up, you know, through through primary, through secondary, through through, through further education, and, and even just, just being more aware of it. You see people now, the Stephen Bartlett's of the world, the Ben Francis's yep. of the world, that are... That are Putting mental health as the north star in, in every everything they do, and and that's really important. So I get it, I get it, and I'm mm. just glad we can be talking about it now. And again, I think James, thank you for being part of the show today. So no, let's use this. Let's use this knowledge, right? Yeah. And you've been brilliant. Where we've been doing our redundancy support sessions, and we've been trying to help people when they're searching for a job and you've picked up on the resilient side of that yeah done some great work you're doing some great work thank you um let's talk about that the importance of resilience when you're mm. job searching from, from 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 the sessions you're having the conversations you're having how does that play out james yeah so we we see so often that when people are made redundant they um their, their self-esteem their self-worth their mental health very often takes a big dip and then that, of, of course, that's the worst place to be in when you're then trying to put yourself out there to, to get another mm. job. So what we do is is try to help people who have been made redundant to focus, first of all, on their mental health. Yeah. yeah? To focus on... Because you, you can't build resilience, like all the other various different bits of resilience, unless you can manage stress and be in a good place mentally yourself first. That's, that's the foundation stone, yeah? So that's why... Um, we kind of partnered with you and other people to say, if you've got people who are being made redundant and you're supporting them or you know about them, um, and we, we're not offering this at the moment, we're, we're hoping to bring it back in a bit, but you very kindly put um, uh, loads of people in touch with us and we put them on a free um, half-day mental health awareness course to try and build that back up, mm. to try and get people to focus on getting themselves into a good place mentally first so that they're in a good place to... Uh, to, to rebuild their res- resilience and get that next job. And that's so important. And I think us kind of doing the mental health side and then you giving the uh, the, the mentoring and the support to, to try and get their CV sorted, give them interview skills and all that kind of stuff, that combination is then what puts people in the position is, to, to get I their next start, role. Every session I do, I start in the, in the same area. It's about dreaming big and, and, you know, it's not the end, this is the beginning. Mm. And, I, and I do focus on the you. I focus on the, what, will, what will pick you up and get you going again is you. Yeah. Yeah, we can help you, and, I'm, and I use football analogies. I'm like, I can help you with your tactics. You know, we can we can give you. You can think about improving your CV with a CV makeover. Mm. You can get more 
active, professional, creative on LinkedIn because that's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week job-seeking assistant for you. So you've got, you've got all different ways, ways you can go, but none of those paths will work if you and your head's not in the right place. Exactly that, yeah. And you've got to get that fixed first. Yeah. So we give advice about allocating time, treating it like a project. Don't let it consume you because it will be too unforgiving. Yeah. And everyone's different. And where I've found the sessions I'm doing at the moment so powerful is where they're one-to-one rather than <laughs> group-led, the intimacy of the conversations, the openness of the conversations, the relationships you're forming and how people are talking, they're, they're powerful. And, yeah, like you, you know, when you, when, when you were brilliantly supporting people, I'm doing that free of charge. Mm. You know, there's nothing financially in that for me, but actually it's giving something back to an industry I'm proud of. And, yeah. and, and, and you like to think that by doing that, people will remember you and people will talk positively about you. And the feed talk about, talk about positivity, the feedback I've had from any single person, James, who's attended your workshops has been like best in class. That's great to you hear. Know? And it's, it's not just hear. the photo that I see on LinkedIn yeah. <laughs> with them on it. It's actually people messaging me or ringing me yeah. saying, do you know what? That was good. You know, some of it mm. I knew, but it was a refresher. Some of it has blown me away. That type of feedback is so powerful. because It's great to hear, and you, it's exactly why we do it. it. But you can take it with you. And when you're working mm. with other companies and you get an approach from other companies, I think I think that's really important. And resilience is, is everything, really, mm. isn't it? I think what it does as well is it gets you thinking about resilience in a different way. Um, you hear a lot of people talking about resilience as our ability to bounce back, yeah, as our ability to, uh, to deal with a, a bit of adversity or an object in the way. Um, and kind of deal with it and get back to where we were before. And I think that's a really backwards thinking and negative way to think about resilience, actually, because, you know, take COVID, for example. We didn't bounce back from COVID. We didn't go back to where we were before COVID. Actually, we learned a hell of a lot from it, yeah? And as a result... Um, we've learned loads of new skills, loads of new different ways of doing things, interacting with one another and all this kind of stuff. We've taken a lot of good things out of it. So I think for for me, resilience is about getting people to see that this is not a bad thing that's happened. It's just a thing that's happened. It's the way that you frame it. It's the way you perceive it. It's your mindset around it that makes it bad, that makes it negative, that makes it a challenge that seems unsurmountable. Um, in fact... What you can do is think about it as, brilliant, here's a challenge. Uh, How can I thrive because of it rather than just survive in spite of it? Mm -hmm. And whenever I talk about resilience, I try and get people to change their mindset around exactly that and recognize, okay, I've been made redundant. Brilliant. What opportunities does this give me? What can I do now that I couldn't do before? What could this look like for me in six months' time? How can I make this the best thing that's ever happened to me? And it's... When you're in that mindset, that magic things then happen. Mm. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, what an episode, okay? We, we've covered your story. We've covered how important right now mental health is to everyone. Mm. You know, and it genuinely is. It, it impacts everyone's well-being and the things we say, how we are, how we make people feel, how you leave someone. You know, I remember some of the some of the best people I worked with. I worked with. I still call him boss now. I've worked with him for twenty five, thirty years. Still call him boss. But it was how they left me. They, mm-hmm. I, I felt invincible when I was around them. Like it was, uh, go and make mistakes. Go and have fun. Go out there and go for it. And there, there's lots of different approaches. And and I've learnt that that my passion, my energy, my my kind of general drive, 
it can actually be quite quite too much for some people. <laughs> no, it can. Uh, and being aware of that now means yeah. I can channel it better. Mm. I don't always get it right, but I, I'm aware of when it gets too much and I can I can see it. But like everyone, I, I crash and burn. And, yeah, and, same you know, here. No one can keep going. Of course. So we have to we have to think about it. And I really hope this episode. It's just hit home with all of our listeners, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, whether you're watching on YouTube, or even just seeing some of the clips that Charlie puts out. We're talking about a very important subject mm. in a very grown-up way, and what we're actually doing is saying Mental Health Awareness Week isn't just for one week a year. No. It's for 52 weeks a year, yeah. every year. And do you know, do you know what? The, we put a lot of uh, content out there, Mental Health Awareness Week, and the last piece I put out on the Friday was... Yes, this week is Mental Health mm. Awareness Week, but do you know what? Next week is too, yeah. and the week after that. I love and that. And the week after and I, that. I, I waited till Friday to put my video out. I waited. <laughs> I, I did it right, like not not right last thing, but I waited till yeah. Friday because I wanted a, I wanted it to be. This is this has to carry on yeah. talking about because you're, you're exactly right. It's yeah. it's it's great talking about it, you know, and a lot of people jump on the bandwagon that week. Um, but the other thing, exactly as you mentioned early on in the podcast, is that. Talking about it is great, but it's action that actually makes the impact. So we're going to wrap, wrap the show up, James. I'm mm-hmm. asking all my guests this series, inspiring our stars of the future. I know you're well prepared. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for three <laughs> words of advice from you, James Capella, bro. Absolutely. So my first one is, is one that I've kind of alluded to a bit already, actually, and it's master dealing with adversity. Master that. If you can master dealing with change, challenge, and adversity in the best way, you are 90% there. If you, can, if you can see challenges as things to overcome, things to embrace, things to, uh, to be excited about, then that will automatically help to put your mental health in the right place get you thinking optimistically, get you thinking about the future uh, and helps you kind of focusing on on the challenge rather than dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. It gets you in the right headspace. So if you can if you can master dealing with adversity, change and challenge and even like embrace it and even look forward to it, because it's one thing that we're, we're guaranteed is always going to happen. Yeah, there's always going to be problems to solve. There's always going to be times of adversity. Mm. There's always going to be challenges to be, to be over, overcome. And if you can master that, you're 90% there. That's number one. Number two, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah? So when it comes to your well-being, I think so many people, so many people fo- like look after their work, their kids, their family, their friends. They put everyone else first. And then whatever time's left, they spend on themselves. But when we do that, we end up filling from an empty cup we end up not giving everybody the best of ourselves. We think that we're doing it because we're putting everyone else first, but actually self-care isn't selfish. If we put ourselves first and make sure that we are good, then we have an overfilling cup. And then we've got way more to, to distribute to everyone else. We can show up as the best parents, the best friends, the best colleagues, managers, whatever it is that you want to be. Put yourself first, put your own oxygen um, mask on first, and if you do that well, you will show up the best person for everyone else. That's number two. And then finally, number three, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. So often I think, and I see this with a lot of my friends still even, it's kind of always striving for the next thing. And I don't, don't get me wrong, striving for the next thing is, 
mm. is good, yeah? Having ambitions to, to get that next promotion or or whatever it is is, yeah, is a good thing car, to do. Red car, blue car, big house, bigger house. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's it's when we're never happy because we don't have the next thing. Mm. That That's what the problem is. So enjoy the journey, you know. Live by your values, find your tribe, enjoy the journey, and yeah, reach for the next thing. But don't don't get lost along the way and and just never be happy until you get there. Because if you're always chasing happiness, you'll never actually get it. Yeah, enjoy the journey. That's possibly one of the most important ones of that. Well, I mean, as as three pieces of advice go, James, they're pretty top level. You know, deal with Thanks. adversity, mm. re- re- welcome adversity because it's going to come, and it yeah. doesn't matter what we say, it's going to happen. Um, no plan lasts till you get hit on the nose, does it? You know, <laughs> exactly. So no yeah. plan lasts first contact. You know, yeah. you know, deal with adversity. Love the oxygen mask. It's one I use. You know, so mm. prioritise self care, and we're yeah. all guilty of not doing that. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. And have an adventure. Have fun. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy it. I mean, they're they're just three fantastic ways to bring the podcast to a close, James. So you've been a brilliant guest. Thank I'm you. Buzzing, we got you in the studio. Yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming. I know. It's, you're always on the invite list. Yeah. And you just might be able to make it happen. But we get you back next series as well. Because I hope actually, so. I, hope I think so. um, come back. What you talk about is so powerful, Charlie. Isn't it? It's so powerful for us. It really is. So thank you. Thanks, Finn. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, loved it. Excellent. Who else at your school is going to go back and say, in my week I did a podcast? Not that many people. You definitely won the, uh, the work. The, not, the, not, yeah. not that many people, mate. <laughs> so, so as always, we want to say thank you to a few people. We have to thank our listeners, our viewers, because without you, we don't have a show. And that means we thank Marcel from MHK Holding UK, because without our sponsor, we can't put on a show. Together with producer Charlie, we're making the magic, making the magic happen on the Foy and Jones show, inspiring our stars of the future. I want, to end to, I want to end today's episode on a more poignant note. Um, last night, or yes, late, late yesterday evening, Queen of Rock and Roll passed away, Tina yeah, Turner. Yeah, simply uh, the best. There's been an outpouring of, outpouring of emotion. Yeah. She was simply the best. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening. That's the end of episode 12 of the Foy and Jones Show. We'll Thank see you, you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.